let's get started about Inca stones. So Inca stones uh, is these rocks. And, you know, the, you know, it's very debatable about these rocks that they found that this uh, guy said he was buying from the, well, from the natives in, in Peru. If you look on the internet, there's a big argument. Some people say the stones are real. Some people say they're fake. Uh, you know, the government tried to investigate. the. Uh, according to the, uh, the guy who's been collecting these rocks for the last 40 years, uh, he's saying that he's been getting them from this guy who found them in a cave. And the guy been selling them, and, and he made an agreement with the guy to buy all the ones he could produce. And he's been buying them for years. Then the government found out about it once they became famous. And the government wanted to put the guy in jail because in, in all of South America, all, all things of history belongs to the government. And since they heard he was getting things out of the ground and out of caves and selling them, they wanted to put him in jail. So he said he's making the stones. And he signed an affidavit saying that he made the stones and the stones are not real. So uh, most people are going off of that. But I believe to save his ass, he signed it out. Okay, he didn't want to go to jail. But if you look at the stones, there is no way that a native guy in Peru could draw the things that he's been drawing. And to make tens of thousands of stones, there is no way he could have done that. And the main issue, even if today he was doing it, these dinosaurs and things that appear on these stones are drawn anatomically correct. And the problem with a lot of dinosaurs that even appear in modern mu amuse um, museums around the world, they are not anatomically correct. They was put together by the best information that we had at the time. And most people up until 20 years ago, 10 years ago, thought that dinosaurs dragged their tails. So if you look at old dinosaur movies, even in Godzilla, there he's always dragging his tail. They know now that dinosaurs' tails never touched the ground. Dinosaurs was walking snakes. They was lizards. Their tail was used as a balancing mechanism since they were so big. And their tails stayed in the air. Okay. And these dinosaurs are drawn, are drawn correctly. How could he have known that? Okay. So he knew more than the scientists had. Also, we didn't know until 10, 15 years ago when we discovered the best dinosaur. See, the best dinosaur fossils in the world was coming out of the badlands of Montana and places like that. That is not true anymore. The best dinosaur fossils in the world are now found in the Gobi Desert in China. Okay. You don't mess with those dinosaur fossils over there. Dinosaur fossils from the Gobi Desert in China is so preserved that we know now what the dinosaur skin looked like. We know everything about that because they're almost perfectly preserved. Where not only the skeleton is preserved, but even the outside of the dinosaur is preserved. And we learned something, is that each species of dinosaurs, their leather had a unique pattern. 
That's the reason if you was a boot maker back in dinosaur days, you could have made a lot of money because every species of dinosaur, their leather had a different pattern on the outside. If you look at these rocks, he's drawing patterns or, or designs on each species of dinosaur. We didn't know that until 15 years ago. How did this guy... This native guy in Peru knew that this type of dinosaurs had, had squares and this one had wiggly lines and this one had this. How would he know that? Okay. And you can, I could go on and on and on and on and on. Some of these rocks that is showing uh, 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 heart transplants or other surgical procedures. And is showing the heart anatomically correct with all the organs. Now, how would a guy in Peru, a native guy with no basic education, how would he know how to draw a heart anatomically correct with the right surgical? It, it, he wouldn't know that. So we can say if we want to feel better, oh, that guy just over there, he's just getting those rocks. He's just carving them. He's just doing this or that. He's just going on the internet and looking up stuff. Okay. He's been selling those rocks to that guy for 40 years. He's not selling them anymore. Okay. He, all the rocks, he collected them all and sold them to that guy. But these rocks are showing things that are impossible for him to know about. Plus, some of these rocks are showing maps. Some of these rocks are showing all kind of stuff. You know, it's showing if, if he was, you know, and it's showing it goes against a lot of things that we thought. You know, we was thinking that, uh, you know, some of these rocks, we see it's hard to date these rocks because these rocks are showing things that we don't know about. You know, like, like in South America, there's no tradition of dragons or flying dragons in South America. No one talks about flying dragons. These rocks are showing native people riding on dragons. Where was he getting this from? Was he reading Harry Potter 40 years ago and carving rocks? And these dragons look like dragons that European style dragons. Okay. So he's drawing, he's drawing different things from all over the world that are on these rocks. And... There's no way that a native person in a little tiny town would know, you know, this was back in the good old days. He had no way of knowing this stuff. Okay. And it shows people, you know, Indians looking through telescopes, Indians doing all kinds of stuff, Indians riding on dinosaurs, dinosaurs attacking and ripping people apart, uh, you know, them fighting the dinosaurs. It shows all kinds of stuff. It shows some of the Indians with metal weaponry. According to us, Indians didn't have any metal. But his rocks is not the only place that show weird stuff like that. There's also another uh, museum in, in, well, in Peru that uh, another old man found some plates some metal plates that he's, that was discovered by some Indians. And those plates show basically they're almost identical to what people are finding in, in the Middle East, in Sumer, in Iraq. 
same type of dress, same type of clothes, same type of everything is carved on those plates. And some of these plates are of gold and silver. So if you want to think that there are some Indians in the, well, in the middle of the nowhere that's taking gold, melting it down, and putting, you know, getting it off the internet and drawing things that look like soldiers from the Middle East, and then they're showing it to scientists and selling it to this old man priest, that's ridiculous. Nobody's going to do that. Okay. We know very little about the history of Central and South America. Our history and what we've been told and what we've been trying to brainwash the people into Central and South America to believe, remember, the official story. The Indians crossed the Bering Straits 15,000 years ago. No more than 20,000 years ago. And they started working their way down the coast. And they reached the tip of South America around five to 10,000 years ago. Okay, there can be nothing else. The problem with that story, which is the official story that we've been telling the Indians that they all came from Russia. They're all Russians. You know what I'm saying, don't you? Okay, is that when you ask the, the Indians in Mexico, you ask the Indians in South America where they came from, they don't point north. They point towards the Pacific Ocean. Did you know that? Even in Mexico, when you ask the Indians in Mexico where they came from, they point towards the ocean. They say their homeland no longer exists. They came from across the ocean, from their homeland, and they settled in this land here. And their homeland doesn't exist anymore. Okay. Now, isn't that a weird story? And you hear that same story in Mexico you can hear it in uh in in you you when you can hear it in in Peru you can hear it throughout all of South America you hear this same story about them coming across the ocean from this land that don't exist anymore but if you look in some of the books there are talk about this land that don't exist anymore which used to be called Mu that used to be a large body of land that used to exist in the Pacific Ocean. And Mu doesn't exist anymore. It sunk. And the islands of the Pacific is the mountaintops of Mu. That's the only thing that is left of it. Okay. And you can hear this story from people like the people in uh, Easter Island or the Hawaiian Islands or all of this. They are the survivors of that continent that sunk. Okay. Now, maybe they get together once a year, all these people, and they say, we're going to make up this story and we're going to sell it to people all over the world. I don't believe that. See, I believe people know where they came from. And if you ask people where they came from, they will tell you. And it's not only the people in the Pacific Islands that will tell you where they're from. If you ask native people in they Africa, or that if you go all over the world, they will tell you where, where, where they're from. But we try to tell them, no, that's not true. We've been telling the people in Australia that they sailed from Africa to Australia. And the Aborigines been saying no ever since the British first came over there. 
They don't do water. Okay. And the Aborigines had the same story, and they've been, and they're still saying the story today. They talk about the land bridge, and they used to walk, and they used to travel the land bridge, and all the lands of South, of well, of the Pacific Ocean was hooked together, and they used to take the land bridge into to Australia, which 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 they call the uh, the Holy Lands, and they used to go there to hunt the giant birds and to collect the 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 royal giant eggs you know they were smoking too much of the local of the local wheat you know that okay but around five ten years ago a little boy in australia on the beach uncovered an egg he dug it out of the sand that was three feet tall maybe that's one of those giant eggs that the Aborigines been talking about. And if you got an egg that's three feet tall, you can imagine the size of that bird. Okay. And now they know Australia had the, the biggest ostrich in the world. This thing stood like 18, 20 feet tall. Okay. How did the native people of Australia know about that? Because they're not stupid. They know things. Just because they don't have a PhD and a college degree doesn't mean they don't know what time it is. And if you listen to them, they will tell you. Okay, the same with the people of South America. They tell you what's going on. And when you ask them and they show you about these rocks, they talk about how this guy... And they ask him, where did you get all this technology? The Indians have that. They talk about this guy that came thousands of years ago. This is in Central America, South America, the same guy. It was some guy with a beard and white robes. Indians don't have beards and they definitely don't wear long white robes. Came and talked to them thousands of years ago and gave them technology and gave them this and gave them that and taught them how to do this. They talk about all that craziness. Now, the problem is, who is this white guy with a beard and long robes? We don't know. You see what I'm saying? We have no idea. So some people believe, you know, if you believe, you know, uh, there are stories about he was on a lantern, or maybe he was, you know, because the guy said he was kicked out of his homeland and he could not go home. That matches some books in Egypt that talk about the god Theth, the god Thoth, was kicked out of Europe. I mean, he was kicked out of Egypt by Marduk. And he was exiled to go across the ocean. And he could not return. And the god Thoth left Egypt and crossed the ocean. And he was given all the lands on the other side of the ocean. And he went to find, to start a new kingdom. Was he the guy the white guy with the beard and the long robes? We don't know. We, 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 we don't know. But all these Indians talk about this guy with the beard and the white robes who walked around. Okay. So they don't say, that's where they say they got the information to do all this stuff. That's where they say they got the knowledge. But even that don't explain the thing about dinosaurs because we was told that all dinosaurs went extinct 
uh, millions of years ago. And to think that's not a true, then you're anti-science. But there's a lot of books that uh, prove that that is not true. Even if you read the Bible, you know that's not true. Because remember, when the Israelites was in the, when they left Egypt and they was roaming around in the desert for 40 years, they sent spies into the promised land. And they said they saw not only giants, but they saw giant animals. That their legs was like tree trunks. Okay. What was that all about? You get what I'm saying? And these things of giant animals, there are stories about giant animals in Japan, in China, in England. You know, this is what the knights was always fighting. They was fighting these giant animals. Okay. Now, if all the dinosaurs went extinct, now maybe 95% of the dinosaurs went extinct a long time ago. But remnants of the dinosaurs were still around. Okay. And there was giant people and there was these giant beasts that was still around probably until probably a few, maybe a few hundred years ago, maybe a thousand years ago, these giant beasts were still out there. Okay. So, uh, you know, so, and we know this too by another thing scientists don't want to talk about. Science like to find, especially in the Badlands of Montana and in Utah, they like to find dinosaur fossils and sometimes they find everything else. Sometimes some of these fossils are too well preserved. A few years ago, they found a dinosaur fossil that still had blood in it. Okay. You don't find, you know, it can't be millions of years old. Maybe that dinosaur fossil might have been a few hundred years old. And when you got a bone that is that big around, you know, it takes a long time for that to turn to stone. But it's not going to be millions of years old if it's still got a little blood and a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, you know, inside the bone, you still got some, some liquid inside of it. Okay. Scientists doesn't like to talk about these things. These are called anomalies. It's not anomalies. Religion is more like, you know, science is more like a religion. They have their set thing of facts and they want to argue with you. And they've been arguing with the Indians of North America ever since they've been here. And we're still trying to tell all the Indians of North America that they came from Russia. And a lot of Indians, especially, you know, on the East Coast, they're not planning. On the West Coast, they're not planning that thing. They're not planning that. Okay, they will tell you that they came, you know, some Indians say in America, they came from different places. Some Indians in America, they say that they came from across the ocean. Some of the Indians in North America say that they came from the, across the Atlantic Ocean. Some of them do say that they traveled down south. Some Indians say that they have always been here since the beginning of time. Okay, and they have always been here. I don't know. But we know that people have, you know, there is proof that people have lived here for a very, very, very long time. Okay. And 
uh, on a side point, the reason why we should listen to some of these weird stories of these people, even though they don't have PhDs and college degrees or whatever, you know, the Indians was always talking, the Indians of North America was always talking about that they was, was one of their biggest enemies were red hair giants. And they was fighting the red-haired giants, and the red-haired giant was cannibals. And they and the Indian tribes pushed the red the red-haired giants back into their caves. Okay. Sound like they're smoking peyote to me. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. But now we have discovered fossils. We have discovered in caves now where we have we discovered people that was 10, 12 feet tall. And wouldn't you know it, that they had red hair. And some of these people had double rows of teeth. Okay. But those Indians, they don't know what they're talking about. You get what I'm saying? So some of these stories turn out not to be 100% fiction. So we don't know what's going on. But the Indians been telling these stories for a very long time. And they knew about these red-haired giants. And they knew about these things. We didn't know. But now we're finding the the uh, the remains of some of these uh, very tall. We're not saying they're giants. We're just saying that they was very tall people. And they just happened to have red hair. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But isn't that exactly what the Indians was telling us? So we don't know, but there's stories about these monstrous beasts, which is being shown in these Inca stones, not only in South America. Let's talk about a finding that was found in, in, in central Mexico, in a place called Train, Mexico, which is outside of Guadalajara. They found these clay dinosaur figurines. You know, the locals are making those. Okay. The problem is those figurines was found back in the 20s. And again, they're anatomically correct where the dinosaur fossils, a lot of dinosaurs in museums that, you know, even some modern museums there with their dinosaur displays are not displayed anatomically because we like to have a dinosaur like this and we stick the head straight up. You see a brontosaurus, he's like this. The tail drags and the head is straight up. That is not what a brontosaurus looked at like. And in these clay figurines, it shows what a brontosaurus looked like. A brontosaurus was like a snake. A giant snake with his head and tail. When he swung his head, his tail would swing the other direction to keep him from falling over. And he was and he was like a, a giant snake with legs. We now know that. How come there's clay figures in Mexico from the 1920s which is showing that? How could they do that? Okay. And again, those clay figures again are showing patterns on 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 each dinosaur is showing a different pattern on the outside of the dinosaur. We didn't know that until those fossils from the Gobi Desert came along. We didn't know that every dinosaur at leather was a different texture and had a different pattern. We didn't know that. How come those clay figurines knew that? 
So we can say again, all oh, those are locals. They're just doing it to sell it to the tourists. I just not make believe. We can, it all sounds good. We get to sleep better at night because we don't want to be thinking about there was Brontosaurus maybe a thousand years ago in parts of Mexico. Okay. We don't want to be thinking about that, right? That's too scary. Okay. You really don't want to think about that. You may not sleep at night. Okay. But we really don't know. We don't have an answer for this stuff. Okay. And this gets into the reason why we need to open up the well, all the museums around the world. Because I told you before, museums only display around 10 to 15 to no more than 20% of what is in their collections. And anything which doesn't follow the what well, the official timeline is kept in the back. This is the reason we're learning new things now. Because the problem with museums today, they have to buy things. If you're in Mexico, you still cannot find something in the ground and sell it to people around the world. That is still illegal. But now in Mexico, if you find something in in the ground, you can, as long as it's kept in the country, it can be sold. And because these private collectors want to buy it. And these private collectors now, you know, the richest guy in the world is in Mexico, Carlos Slim. He's so rich, he has his, well, his art collection fits in his mu uh, 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 a museum that he owns in Mexico City. Rich people all over the world are doing everything. And they're buying everything. But what good is owning everything if you can't show it to anybody? They are not spending millions of dollars on this and tens of thousands on this so they can lock it up in a vault and never show it to people. They want to show people their collections. <clears throat> this is why we found out about those alien uh, 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 carvings that we were showing a month or two ago about those alien carvings that was discovered in Mexico. Because those are in private collections. They're showing off their collection. If that would have been turned over to the museum in Mexico, we would have never seen it. And the museum in Mexico probably got tens of thousands of other pieces that we don't know about and will never know about. And it's not only the museum in Mexico, it's the one in the Louvre, it's the, the British Museum, it's all these museums. And the new thing that's happening in the world, every time there's chaos in the world, remember when Saddam fell, the first thing that happened is mysteriously all the museums got broken into and several things got stolen. When Egypt went into chaos a few years ago, all the museums got broken into and things came up missing. Same thing in Libya, same where everywhere. Because these collectors know where things are and they want to buy it and the government of those countries say, no, we're not for sale, no, we're not for sale, no, we're And the second something goes wrong, oh my God, it comes up missing. You know what I'm saying? Terrible. Terrible how that happens. Okay. But of course they didn't have nothing to do with that, right? Okay. But these private collectors are doing everything.
And they have the secret weapon, money. And when you tell poor people, I'll give you thousands of dollars if you give me this, you don't have to do nothing else. You just sit back in, in your, well, in your chair and sip your drink. And all of a sudden, it's, somebody's going to bring it to you. You get what I'm saying? So this is what is hurting science. They want to keep the timeline the way they told us. It's a religion. They want to keep us to, you know, there's two sets. You have the scientists that's trying to tell us about, you know, that, you know, dinosaurs died thousands of millions of years ago. You know, the Indians crossed from uh, Russia into, across the Bering Straits about Columbus was the first one to America. They have it all mapped out. You get what I'm saying? And some of this stuff they're telling us doesn't make any sense, like in Africa. Uh, you know, according to the official timeline, Southern Africa was empty and whites and blacks first arrived in, in 1400, blacks and whites arrived at the same time in Southern Africa. But before 1400, it was sitting empty. No one was living there. That's a bunch of crap. Black people have been living in Africa for millions of years. They didn't arrive in Southern Africa in 1400. That's crazy crap. Okay, so you can tell this, you can put it in books, you can write it down, you can do whatever you want, you can try to convince the people, but it's all a bunch of lies. Do this make sense? Okay, so we can either believe the truth or we can keep believing the lie. And we need to wake up to the truth. As the Bible said, the truth will set you free, right? And if you keep believing the lie, then you're just hurting yourself because the lie is a lie is a lie. Okay. You understand? Okay. And then we have one more example before we go back to those Inga stones about crazy lies. You know, we had this crazy guy in World War II that was trying to say that, you know, like, uh, you, know, he, you know, Hitler was trying to say that the German people was not from Europe. That they came from Tibet and they moved to Europe. And that was so crazy. But Hitler sent scientists all over the world, all to Europe. He sent scientists to Tibet everywhere trying to prove this theory. That because he was trying to prove that. Because the Romans said that the people of the north of the Rhine was barbarians. And he was trying to say that those was not the, Ger the, the German people. That they moved there. Okay. And he did not prove his theory that, you know, maybe that. But he did prove something which scientists still can't explain. If you go across what they call, uh, you know, to places like Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, all these stands, you know, that exist in Southern Europe, all the way around the, uh, you know, uh, that, you know, above the Gobi Desert, you find these white people with blind with blue eyes. And it nobody can't explain how they got over there. And even in even in Afghanistan, you have some people with white skin and blue eyes. And this gets into the Aryan invasion of India of 3,000 years ago. They was attacked by Aryans, white people with blue eyes. Not attacking from the west, attacking from the east. 
we don't have the slightest idea what time it is. Because I guess we didn't have PhD professors back in those days. You get what I'm saying, don't you? <laughs> okay. So it seems like, and this goes back to the historical record, because in the historical record in Europe, in all of Europe, according to the historical record of the historians long time ago, all people in Europe had light skin and black hair. You didn't have no people in Europe that had blonde hair. So maybe the blonde hair people moved to Europe and to Scandinavia. And maybe that's why you have these people in Uzbekistan and Tajikistan and Afghanistan that got white skin and blonde hair and blue eyes. I don't know how they got over there. I didn't put them over there. But the more we look around the world, we see more and more strange stuff that doesn't make sense, that doesn't match with what we're being taught in school. But they hide it. They don't want to talk about it. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So, you can decide that, okay, I'm going to listen to what they say. Or we can go by, if we ever going to grow up and truly learn the history of our world, we need to start going by the way things really are. And there's evidence beyond the shadow of a doubt now. Nobody will argue this anymore that Columbus was not the first person to the Americas. It's not even funny. We know now that the, uh, what, that the Vikings came here probably 500 years before Columbus. There is proof now that the Chinese was in California and Oregon and Washington several hundred years before um, you know, Columbus came. The Nubians of Africa was probably in here a thousand years before. Okay, that's where you got Nubian heads in South America, Central America. Okay, and they talk about that. There are some books in Timbuktu that talk about they had trading posts beyond, uh, you know, be, be, be uh, on the other side of the Great uh, Divide. We don't know what the Great Divide is. That would probably be an ocean. Amazing. But of course, you know, black people selling on ships across. Come on, you gotta be serious. Okay. But we don't know, and we don't wanna know. And we still got, you know, uh, which they've been hiding in in art in, in Australia, you have uh uh writing, you know, Egyptian writing in Australia. That was discovered a long time ago. How did they get over there? So a lot of people was doing things we don't want to talk about. So we want to believe that everybody in the past was dumb and everybody today is smart. And civilization was, they was drinking out of the river and shitting in the river uh, and living in grass houses before and today we got buildings. But when we look at the historical record, we see that civilization has risen and fallen several times. And some people like in uh, Tiwanaku in, in South America, they had, and, and, and uh, uh, Machu Picchu and, and, uh, and these other cities down there. Some of these places had technology we don't have today. They was drilling rocks, you know, and stacking things that have survived tens of thousands of earthquakes, and it doesn't fall over. 
and our stuff falls over. I don't know. I don't have any answers. But we will never get the answer if we don't open our eyes and start looking. Okay. So the secret of the, the, the real history of South America, of North America, of Central America is unknown. And we, another example of that is what's going on in, in, in Guatemala. We have now, we thought there was Mayan cities that had, you know, 50,000 people, you know, 30,000 people. We now know that some of these Mayan cities had almost a million people in them. Okay. And how can a primitive culture, again, quote, non-quote, primitive, they didn't have any college degrees. How can you have a million people, primitive people living together? Some, some, they had to have some kind of system. How do you feed a million people? How do you get water for a million people? Some, there was some kind of, there was something going on there. Okay. You see what I'm saying? We have a city over there in the three quarter, in well, in the, in the four corner region in Arizona, you know, uh, you know where you talk about the Azazazi. That city probably held a half a million. Okay, what were they doing back there? Were they beating drums and you get what I'm saying? <laughs> See, we like to think that everybody was dumb. Okay, they wasn't dumb. And to prove that, when the conquistadors came to Mexico City, at the time, Mexico City was the largest city in the world. They wrote back to Spain that the city was clean. It had a sewer system. They had aqueducts bringing water from hundreds of miles. They was bringing supplies into the city from hundreds of miles away. They was this. They was that. How advanced it was. How fantastic it was. How this it was. How tall the building was. They described everything. Then they burnt the city down and rebuilt it. Okay. And then after they rebuilt it, the city had cholera. The city had this. The city had everything. Okay. This is why we're under quarantine as a planet, okay? Because if we discover an advanced alien civilization, we will write down how advanced they are and how wonderful they are and how this and that and how this and that, and then we will burn and destroy the whole thing. You get what I'm saying, don't you? <laughs> and build it back to our standards, okay? That's how we do things, okay? We can't have people more advanced than us. You know that, right? This is why we're under quarantine. We're just too crazy. We're just too barbaric. Okay, we need to wake up. Because one day, if we keep playing this game, we're gonna piss somebody off. And we're gonna and we're gonna run across a group and we're gonna try this little game and they're gonna get pissed off. Instead of them getting wiped out, they might, you know, what goes around comes around. So we need to calm down. And we do not need to be out in space trying to conquer space. President Reagan said he wanted the United States to be the first country in the world to conquer space. Space been out of control for billions of years. It, we need to go out there and conquer it and straighten it up. That's the wrong attitude. We're not going out there to understand. We're not going out there to comprehend. We're not coming out there to be one with our space brothers. No, we're going to conquer. Okay. And conquest. Okay. 
We need to grow up. And we need to learn. Remember, time is cyclical. So if you want to see the future, you can see the past. And if you want, and we made a lot of mistakes in our past. Our past is, is full of mistakes. And if you look at the paper today and turn on CNN, we're making a hell of a lot of mistakes today. So we need to really get our act together if we're planning on leaving this little blue, blue marble of ours and going anywhere else. Okay, we can't even take care of ourselves. We can't even feed our own fellow man. Okay, so we need to open our eyes and learn about the true history of our people. If you don't know your history, you can't, you know, you have to know where you're from if you want to know where you're going. Okay. And there's history all over the world. In Egypt, they have found skulls that prove that people was doing brain surgery, you know, 2,000, 3,000 years ago. Uh, they have found things, all kind of stuff, all over the world. Okay, so we don't we don't need rocks from Peru showing open heart surgeries and things like that. We already know about this stuff. But how was these people, if they were so dumb, ignorant, and stupid, doing all this stuff? Maybe they wasn't dumb, ignorant, and stupid. Maybe we're the ones who are dumb, ignorant, and stupid. Right? Okay, and just like their civilization collapsed and fell, if we're not careful, maybe ours will do the same thing. Right? Because we're not learning from the past. Okay. And unfortunately, the British Empire, just 100 years ago, the sun never sat on the British Empire. England was never conquered. It just collapsed. And the American Empire is only 75 years old. Will we even make it 100 years? Okay. You know. See what I'm saying? So we have a lot we need to think about. But what we need to do is learn from the past so we can move to the future. And, and there's so much stuff which is below our feet that we are trying to ignore and hide. And we got so much we need to learn from. And... And we have, all we have to do is open our eyes. 